Welcome to the Needle and Groove Lounge, a podcast establishment serving music and beers, highlighting music history, new music criticism, and craft beer conversation. As always, thanks for tuning in. We know there's a ton of content out there competing for your attention, and you're here with us at the lounge. We hope you enjoy your time. We've got a great show tonight. Our opening segment is all related to music books. As you know, if you're a follower of the Needle and Groove Lounge, we have a series called Wax and Pages, where we highlight our book collection, mostly music, history books, and vinyl. We call that, again, Wax and Pages. Check out our page for more of those recommendations. We've got four tracks that are aligned to music books. Three of them are pretty traditional, music history, criticism, and then a song that is highlighted from that book. And one's a bit of an outlier, which is pretty cool. Shout out to Justin for that one. Also, we've got our last call, which is the new music criticism round. And as you know, we've been highlighting album reviews. One of the fellas chooses an album, a recent album from 2022, and we listen to it the weeks in advance of the show, and then we give a full critique of the album. We've got Burial tonight. Burial released an album in January. Uh, We recorded this episode in February, so it's hot off the presses. And then we've got three additional tracks for you. As always, they range in genres and styles. We hope you find something great that you can add to your music collection. Well, thanks again, and please follow us at Needle Groove Lounge on Instagram. We've got so much more music that we don't highlight here on the show, so please give us a follow. You'll see a lot more. And one last plug. We recently released an amazing cassette, our first Needle and Groove Lounge production. That's right, Justin and I got 10 tracks on a cassette, all taken from our vinyl collection. And most of them are pretty rare. You actually can't find some of those tracks digitally. We are so honored and proud to release it. Please check it out. You can find it on Bandcamp. If you go to our Instagram and go to the link in the bio, it'll take you right to our Bandcamp page. Shout out to Justin's wife, Katie McNamara, friend of the pod, for designing the cassette cover. And for our one and only, Jay Bones, for taking the picture on the cover. Again, you can find that gospel mixtape of rare gospel tracks called Risen, a gospel jukebox on our Bandcamp. Give it a listen. Comes with the download code. Purchase it. We'd love to add it to your collection. Well, thanks again. Hope you enjoy the show. Boys are back in town. We got all four fellas here tonight. Last week at our Neil episode, maybe that one came out. I don't even know. Our release schedule is going to get wild and crazy, <laughs> listeners. So we might say things often on the pod and referencing episodes that did or did not come out. But who knows? That's the lounge for you. But we are all here. Last week for us when we recorded, Rob wasn't here. So Rob, it's good to have you back. How you doing, buddy? You good? Glad to be back. Feeling good. Glad to be Feeling back. Great. Feeling good, feeling great, feeling brave. Awesome. We are here at the lounge tonight on this beautiful Thursday night in February for us. And we got a great show ahead of us. We're going to be talking about music 
books, biographies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We'll get into that in a few moments. Then we have an album review, maybe two albums for the last call. Um, and then, of course, some other last call tracks. But I'm with the boys. Let's hear what they are drinking and let's hear some stories. Rob, let's start with you since you weren't here last week. Um, first, are you feeling better? You said you were a little under the weather. Uh, are you feeling better? How are you doing? We're, we're, we're concerned about you. I am. I had a, a not COVID, luckily. I uh, had a cold pretty bad, yeah. like lots of snots and headache <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. But uh, feeling good now. Just got a little go. bit of residual cough you may I'll try okay. to mute my microphone on time if you hear it, but still okay. hanging around. Uh, but um, I feel good. Last time we had talked, you had uh, consistently worn your thrice hoodie. You've switched it up to a piebald mm-hmm. hoodie, I see. I did. Mm. I Just wore fine. it today in my general life. Okay. So I figured it still counted a little bit. You're carrying it into your lounge just... life. Your real yeah, life to your lounge life. I didn't, still I didn't a vintage. Into, I didn't go into the closet to, uh, to change. I, I feel like it's, it's adjacent enough. And on that note, Rob, I think there's a connection to be made to your hoodie. So uh, your wife, Jelly, shout out to Jelly, had texted me, I mean, maybe a week ago, um, saying, that, saying that you all were going up to, um, hey, Katie, saying that you all were going up to North Conway like you do with your annual trip. And Every she year, wanted, yep. yep, she wanted to put together a playlist of early 2000s pop punk. And Ooh. I heard, I heard that you and I almost had identical picks, Piebald being featured on there. She said, Piebald. Blink, Newfound Glory, um, Get Up Kids, Get and Kids. Saves I had Jimmy the Day. World. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't have Jimmy. Mm, I had I Saves had the Jimmy. Day, Shoulder to the Wheel. I heard me, you, and Perk. Shout out to Ryan Perkins, DJP Money. We all had Shoulder to the Wheel from Saves the Day. It's a classic. So, anyways, I hope you had a great time. I saw the picture. A lot of kids in that picture now. A lot of little Five kids. Five, Five kids in the same house. Children. There were yeah. a lot of kids in that photo. Yeah, shout out to the Easy <laughs> Village crew if anyone's listening. I hope you all had a great time in North Conway. I can't wait to see you guys uh, next time I'm up there. But Rob, what are you, uh, what are you drinking? I got. Uh, I actually went to the liquor store this week. Ooh. Uh, I, got, I got some Kent Falls out of Connecticut. Ooh. They're substrate. Dark Lager. Excellent. Excellent. There you go. Ken Falls. Made never been featured. Connecticut, uh, made with all Connecticut grains. Mm. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Some of those Connecticut sure. grains. Okay. Shout out to Connecticut. Uh, Connecticut, if you're listening, uh, please have a uh, better Make more traffic. highways so we can get through you exactly. faster. Exactly. <laughs> We've never gotten through you in an appropriate amount of time. Uh, awesome, Rob. Enjoy that beer. Good to see you here. J-Bones, let's switch to you next. You and I are both support, sporting cardigans tonight. I think they are literally the Great. same exact cardigan. You look <laughs> You look good. You look good. And we hats, were talking. Yeah. <laughs> what were we saying? What? And hats. Oh, and hats. <laughs> yeah, we're just twinning it out cardigan. today, baby. <laughs> We were talking uh, in our text chain and before the show. Uh, we have a VIB, a very important Bones. He went to Other Half, a soft opening mm-hmm. here in Philadelphia. Bones, how was that? Now, you had a good time in Other so, Half? It was amazing. It was so good. Just yeah? um, kind of had free reign of their, their draft list there. They have amazing – they're on this big, I guess, like double dry hopped imperial – IPA kick, but then they also had oh, these. I didn't, I didn't try any of them. But on they, that. They, yeah, I, um, yeah. I think America's on that. <laughs> <laughs> True, but they had these like stouts and and whatnot that were like fifteen percenters. Yeah, um, I I didn't get any of those. They were real small pours. I saw some people getting them, but it's like, oh my god, they like kick it in the high gear, like kick it in the high gear. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, that's um, awesome. No, but, that's cool. It's uh 
for our listeners out there, anyone in the Philadelphia area or visiting Philadelphia, Other Half opened up right over by the Fillmore, uh, which is in the Fishtown area. You can check out Other Half Philly um, if you want to get some good beer beers if you're in the area. And what are you drinking, Bones, tonight? Uh, I am drinking a uh, Half Acre IPA called Bodem. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So a little nice. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. And as the time of this uh, recording, uh, we might be having a little little hangout this weekend, Bones. We saw yeah. each other last weekend when we had the kids get together. Folks right. would have seen on the gram. You took some pictures of us uh, playing mm-hmm. some records. And we might be uh, playing some music this weekend. So, yeah, yeah good stuff. And Daddy J-Mac, you told us you came right in. You came in right in heavy saying you need the lounge. <laughs> and uh, you said you got a story. We actually don't know the story, listeners. He hasn't mm. told us anything about what the story is about to yeah. be. Let's start Revealed with that story. Live on air. Let's do it. Let's hear it. All right. So, so what I'm having, I'm having a little lounge special, a little beer and a shot. Um, Excellent. With Upward Ascension Pilsner from the Catskills. I brought some back. I was up there this last weekend. And then some 77 <laughs> whiskey by <laughs> Brook, Brooklyn, B-R-E-U. Um, K, so the old um, Dutch way of spelling it. Um, but um, they're actually a distillery that I just found out they're r- literally right down my street. If I just go all the way to like third F. It's a rye and corn. Um, anyways. So the story is, so tomorrow we leave to go down South. Um, oh yeah. Going Florida. Down Mississippi. Oh, Mississippi. Down south, I'm going yeah, there down you go. South. You're going to Mississippi. No, I thought Florida yeah. for some reason, but no, Mississippi. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not from Florida, Jeff. <laughs> oh, I know that. Okay. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> no, Florida. Florida. Florida was the um, the summer trip. Oh, that's right. Um, okay. Same people going to see my mom, sister. Anyways, so you know, I like to I like to get a fresh cut when I'm <laughs> when I'm going somewhere when I'm traveling. So today we had um, the National Honor Society um, ceremony at our school to induct all the new people in. Um, so it was like 55 kids. I I gave a a speech on the five pillars of the whatever. So I was like, I'm going to bust out of here. I'm going to barbershop. I'm going to do all this and I'll still be able to pick up the kids. This will be great. Katie <laughs> won't, Katie, Katie won't, it won't be a big deal <laughs> given that we're leaving tomorrow. So I get to the barbershop and this one guy, Max, who cuts my hair is he's the man. So there's two people, Avi and Max. Avi sold the barbershop. Anyways, Katie's telling me I'm talking too much, but. That's the right amount. <laughs> you can you can edit out what you want. So I'll, I I walk it. in and I say and I say, I always ask him like, hey, how many people are in front of me? Because everybody wants to see Max. Like, how many people are waiting? He's like, just one person. He's like cutting someone's hair. He's like, just one other person. So I was like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll come back. So I just kind of walk around. So I come back, and it's it happens every time. You know, I go in, I just get a cut, and I leave. Too. Nobody ever does that in front of me. They want to get their beard trimmed oh, and they boy. want to get like it, it, it lined up, you know, with, mm. with the straight razor hey. and they want their eye, eyebrows like thinned out. Jeez. So the guy that's in the chair finally finishes up and I was like, Oh my God, I'm supposed to be in the chair right now. If I'm going to make my plan work to be able to pick up the kids and I'm like, not going to happen. So I leave, I go get, I said, I'll be right back. Cause rice school is around the corner. So mm. I run, get him. And as I'm leaving, the dude that's in front of me is getting in and he's a big man. He's a, a big dude. 
with kind of a beard like yours, Jeff, but worse, like way worse than your beard. He shouldn't have a beard. It's so bad. This guy's yes. beard. <laughs> so, so I come back and he's finishing up his haircut. F- foolish me though. I should have known. The dude's like, yeah, can you line it up? I'm like, line what up? You oh, don't no. have <laughs> Oh, oh no. So he's like, sure, let me finish up the spot on the hair. On this, he's like, give him a fade. The guy's a big man. He starts falling asleep in the chair. <gasps> yes. Like, I mean, hey. And, oh, and I no. see him, and the Wait. barber's, Max is looking at me, and, he, and I just start laughing. He's laughing too. And the guy's like, <laughs> and he's like, hey, man. <laughs> Just one more time. Let me finish up. <laughs> yes. And, so we, and I'm, I'm like, oh, my God. So he's like, so he finally, yeah, I kind of wakes back up again. Starts like cutting his hair again. <laughs> Out. No. <laughs> wow. He's oh like, you got to be God. real tired. Yeah. He, he, and so then he's like, all right, one, one second, man. He keeps saying one more time. <laughs> like, you're, like, you're cutting a, like you're cutting a kid's hair, right? Poor so, guy. Then he wants to get, you know, he wants to get – the the neck shaved so he you know Jesus. they put him back with the the head thing you know when they put the thing oh, he's the out of the chair oh, to lay you all done. Like, he, done so so <laughs> max was like max was like all right man if you want to doze off now go ahead now that now that i'm now that i'm doing this no it's just time so he's, so he's got the straight razor out he's doing him he's doing around his eyebrows the dude pops up <laughs> from, from being asleep like one of those things where you know yeah, you jolt like, away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Max, oh god, he's got razors in his hands, all types of stuff. He had razors, and he was wow. like, "Dude, I almost cut your fucking eyebrows off." <laughs> that would have been inc- that would have been worth the whole thing. Oh, eyebrows man. just got shaved that right off. So good. So, so anyways, the dude like continues to fall asleep like three. Hours. So, what turned out to be a twenty-five minute cut. The guy's oh sitting in the God. chair for like 45 minutes 45 to an off. hour because he keeps falling asleep. Okay, and damn. so then I finally get in the chair and Max is like, dude, I'm sorry. That guy works really hard, man, but that was rough. He just kept <laughs> falling asleep. I almost cut his eyebrows off. He's like on edge. Oh, poor Max. Poor <laughs> Max. That's crazy. Jeez. Well, you got but your fresh cut in. You got your fresh cut. Yeah. You're all, you're all prepared for that. And now is Max also the guy, I feel like you've talked to me about, he's a mute, big music guy or used to be in a hardcore yeah, band? Yeah, he actually... He, he used to be in a hardcore band out in Oakland. And then um, he does a lot of, he's like a studio musician, plays bass, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And plays for like some big hip hop guys. He was on, not this last one, but he was on one of Benny the Butcher's albums playing bass. Oh, you did say like that. that. So, yeah. like, oh, that's cool. So, so even when he's not, not on the album, they'll call him up and be like, hey, man, you want to come and like jam? And, and while you're here, like we'll pay you if you want to give some guys some cuts and stuff. So he'll go to like to the studio and give haircuts. And that's sweet. Stuff and, like, yeah, that's awesome. Out, so. that's, oh, that's great. Um, well, there you go. A sto- an that's epic the story. haircut story. <laughs> an epic, the most epic haircut, haircut story. But you're looking fresh. You're ready to go. Enjoy your time in Mississippi for for your little winter break which that's it that's we don't it. have a winter break we have we have monday off that's it um cool i will close this out this is a beer i've been waiting to show here uh is the the shilling rob you've talked about them we've talked about them the alexander up in littleton new hampshire this is the czech style pilsner i picked up a bunch of them at Bryn Mawr beverage uh, bones i think we shared the other one um the mm-hmm. mo- uh, modernism which was yeah. the, the dark lager that was uh, really mm-hmm. good we shared that this weekend and this is the alexander from uh 
from Littleton, New Hampshire. Really good. Their stuff is awesome. I hope to get up there one day, Rob. Maybe uh, we can get up there when I'm up in the summer uh, and check it out. Uh, I'd like yeah, to Yeah, it's uh it's actually not that I mean it's about as far away from you as it probably is. I mean maybe about an hour. I'm thinking of New York, but it's like um yeah, it it's like, like it's, it's like Franconia Notch yeah, area. If you're they have, familiar they have with. the little yeah, it's like further up there almost on the border between uh Vermont as well, uh, it appears, according to the little star that they have here on the can. Very much so. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like cool. maybe half an hour from Vermont. Oh, is there cool? Awesome. All right, boys. Well, cheers to you. I hope you enjoy those beers as you sip on them as we talk and listen to music well let's get into it so this week at the lounge we are talking about music related books and this came about uh, if you're a follower of our instagram page needle groove lounge you would know we started a series called wax and pages and in wax and pages we take our music collection and we align it with our book collection um, actually started when i was thinking about a previous page of mine where i paired uh mostly jazz records with uh, a lot of uh not non-music related books but i paired them together based on the artwork or the, the themes and then i switched over when we started the needle groove lounge and did all music related books where the albums are typically aligned to that scene genre style person that's featured on the book so we're uh following up with that idea we're going to talk about music related books and as always you all probably came with a number of parameters that you put on yourself or things that you're interested in there is a, a plethora of music related books out there new and old so i'm excited to hear what you all have to say and share and hopefully i can pick up a new book in the recent future um in the near future uh who wants to go first who wants to kick us off who feels like they got a great book to start it off and then share a song that's related to that book in some fashion the floor is open i i can right. go first i don't care yeah All you right. go ahead jay mac I've, I've gone yeah. first a couple of times so trying to get my video to load i'm sorry go I for it volunteered but i would have been unprepared oh, shit yeah i'm unprepared too i don't have my video pulled up but whatever um so i wanted to pick so um Obviously, I wanted to own both. I wanted to own the book, like mm -hmm. have it, and then I wanted to be have have recently read it. So, yeah, um, I didn't pick out a like a music book, like a a story of a genre or anything. But I I picked a book that is about um, uh, as a it's kind of about life, and I think and they talk about music some in the book. So that's how the, the connection cool. I'm making here. And so. Um, there's a, there was a website I used to follow a, a website, uh, Instagram I used to follow a little bit called a music is my sanctuary. Um, and I think music very much is a, a sanctuary is a, for, for whatever you need. Um, it's a place of, to go to. Um, and I think for me, uh, so is the outdoors. And so I wanted to pick a book about the outdoors and about life. And so Jeff, we've talked some about this book. I think you've read it. Um, but I went with the the optimist. Oh, great! Um, yeah. the, the case for the fly fishing life, which is basically a book about fishing, but it's not really about fishing. It's about life and the different things that you deal with in life while while going and traveling to different places. But um, I I really I think they like uh, he and he talks about it's it's divided up by like states too or, or places. He goes to Montana, to New York, mm -hmm. to um, the Bahamas, and so. I think his writing though, to me, when he's writing specifically about um, places in America is very similar to 
um, to like beat Nick writing in a lot of ways in the, in the storytelling. Um, and so, um, which I think beatnik literature is a, a quintessential, like Amer like American literature, right? And so I wanted to pick an album to go with it that is, I think, you know, Americana or like American music. And he talks about this in one of the chapters. He talks about the music that he listens to when he's going to go fly fishing, like what's on in the car. And I think he talks about like it being a specific type of American music. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And he talks about two bands, and um, which makes it Grateful Dead was one. Um, yeah. that he talks about listening to which i don't want to do. i think we've talked about the dead on here but um and i just haven't listened to that in a while or been into that kind of style of music but um he also talks about the other band being wilco so yeah. i wanted to choose a wilco album um to pair with this book and the first wilco i want to go with the one the first wilco album that i got into because i think i got into wilco in a different trajectory than a lot of people that I know who've got into them. Um, and I, so the first album that I, it was between two albums and they're both on opposite ends of, of the, of the bookcase, if you will, of their collection, Summer Teeth, I love, and it's a mm -hmm. great album, Windows Down. I've got the fly rod in the back of the truck driving around to mm -hmm. go, it's, it's so good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I don't own that on vinyl. So it's like, I'm not going to do Ooh. that one yet. Yeah. Um, but I, but I wanted to do, um, so it's, that album's one of my favorite Wilco albums. And then I think probably my favorite Wilco album is um, A Ghost is Born. Oh, so, so good. Yeah. I'm going to pick a track off of it. And I didn't realize it at the time, but Jim O'Rourke plays, was I O'Rourke? Yeah. Plays. Oh, yeah. O'Rourke plays guitar on it. I didn't realize that he plays um, yeah. on this album. Um, which then makes sense because I think some of the guitar licks on here are very, can be linked back to like Sonic Youth-esque, like sure. guitar oh, yeah. noise, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And, and the track that I'm going to play, you get is, is quintessential, his style of guitar playing. A, a mm -hmm. lot of his solo albums are just like noise guitar and stuff like that. And um, But I love this album. I think Wilco is a very American band. Like if oh, you sure. want to talk about American music. Absolutely. Um, Oh yeah, for sure. And so, and I do yeah. think this album is very different than some of their earlier stuff. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. That they, that they put out, but yeah, that's the great. Track, the track I'm gonna play is I'm gonna play um, "Spiders." Oh Kids, yeah, this is a great Kids one. Kids smoke. Yeah, that's awesome. It's funny you say that. I uh, I've had Jeff Tweedy on the mind. I. Uh, Justin, I messaged you this. I posted it on the gram, but I'm a big fan of that Turned Out a Punk podcast, which I think is pretty mm -hmm. cool. And some of my favorite ones are people that are no longer necessarily in punk, but very much were. I uh, listened to the Damon Locks one. Um, and then Jeff Tweedy had one um, right before that that I listened to. Mm -hmm. uh, talks a lot about the St. Louis music scene. And uh, Jeff Tweedy is a huge, huge you know, music nerd um, and really spoke to the St. Louis scene that was happening and how Uncle Tupelo kind of fell somewhat into the punk scene to some degree, um, like that alternative country type aesthetic. Um, but he also just knows so much about the, the punk scene. Uh, he listened to a lot of that stuff in the late 70s and early 80s. So I would recommend listeners out there to tune in to turn, Turned Out a Punk, whether you're a punk lover or not. There's a lot of folks on there that, um, that have really cool stories. Yeah, that pod is cool and that it's it great. 
Mm-hmm. He contacts people about punk music, but the, it's just interesting to see where a lot of these um, artists end up mm-hmm. as well. And I think, again, I'm, I'm just making a stretch while I bring this up, but like most artists, whether you're still in punk or not, started in punk music. Like that was their yeah. first music yeah. that they listened to and then they, they, you know, they branched out potentially or, or stuck mm-hmm. with it. A lot of the people he st- talks to are still in it. But anyways, uh, Jeff Tweedy was featured recently on, 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 that, on that pod. All right. Here's a Wilco Spiders. Spiders by Wilco off a of Ghost is Born, a connection to The Optimist, which is a book about fly fishing. But J Mac made a great connection there about you know doing anything like that, whether it's music, fly fishing, uh, having a soundtrack, having a soundtrack to a hobby is awesome. Um, yeah. that, that's great. Um, and also, uh, I almost picked uh, Jeff Tweedy, his autobiography to make some connection. Mm. His, talk, his autobiography is incredible. I strongly recommend everyone listen. And, and his two solo albums that came out recently, uh, oh, three solo albums. He did Warm, Warmer, and then Love is King. Uh, Warm is incredible. Uh, Warm is great too, and so is Love, Love is King. But Warm, uh, that came out a few years ago, is re- a remarkable album. He is a true songwriter, one of the best songwriters of our time, if, if you ask me. But his uh, autobiography is great. And then he wrote a kind of fun one too that I picked up. Uh, it's like how, how, to write, how to write a song. All right. I was mm. actually going to say that was almost my pick for tonight. Was yeah. How to write one video. song. Yeah. How to write one song. Yeah. Which it's, uh, the, uh, it's, it's a great read. So, like, yeah. Having like written songs before, like the, yeah. the funny part of that title is the one part. Having to, exactly. how to write one song and he goes uh, in on that he's like yeah if you just write one song like what a, what a great contribution to the world like in that in that sense like good for you mm-hmm. you know what i mean you were creative uh but no that uh jeff tweedy is is incredible so uh yeah that's awesome 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 that's a great album uh yankee hotel foxtrot obviously is is, is another yeah another great mm-hmm. one i think our listeners probably know all those but and i also think i uh, love the the sound of that you know it's a like you said like uh can't stand it's very much like pop forward like your two to three minute songs and then you have a ghost is born that has a 11 minute song that's very that we, we've talked about like uh kraut rock before it's got that motoric yeah. just kind of meditative trance like mm-hmm. beat throughout it but then still mm-hmm. some rocking guitars and things like that but wilco truly is a, is a band of our time that's gonna go go down in history for sure and, and already is so yeah awesome 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 does anyone want to jump in next I'll go. Cool. I'll jump in. Um, so I didn't really have to put many stipulations or um, rules on myself for this because I was actually listening to the genre and, and the groups from the uh, book I'm going to mention earlier this week, just kind of spontaneously, um, which was diving kind of back into um, kind of the early – 90s or late 80s uh punk scene um 
and the book I chose was Our Band Could Be Your Life. Great one. Um, one about like kind of the rising like underground indie scene um, in like the late 80s, early 90s, whatnot. Like kind of like the the foundation of what we know as indie, true indie, independent mm-hmm. music now um, by doing like constant touring, doing releases on just like small independent um labels and whatnot but they feature a lot of bands in that group um a lot of classics um like Husker Du and um the uh what like Minutemen and 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 so many uh Fugazi er- everybody kind of um that you associate with that early scene um in that book so Jeff I know you've read it yeah as well. oh, it's one of my favorites it's so good yeah it's amazing one of the things Ooh, I love I about I it is a copy at Newberry Comics. Oh, nice! Ooh, yeah, it's the perfect place to buy a book like that. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, it's a. Uh, I actually bought a copy, gave it away to someone. They never gave it back to me, so I bought another copy, and then they gave it back to me. So now I have two copies, which is fine. <laughs> which is fine. Which is fine. But um, yeah, and I think Bones. One of the things I love about it, and it's gonna connect to my pick when I talk. But like, I love the regionalism of it. Right? There's a lot of talk. You know, you know, yeah. the Sonic Youth uh, in the '80s. There's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they talk a lot about. Um, you know, regionalism and labels. We've talked on this pod before about SST in Southern California, and that's, um, you know, Black Flag, and that's Husker Du, and then there's the DC scene, and then there's Dinosaur Jr., who are kind of the outliers there. Um, so it really just a lot of that regionalism. Um, and then those regions connecting together to create Bones, you said it perfectly, like the modern touring scene that mm-hmm. um, wouldn't exist without them outside of stadiums and big things like that. It's smaller clubs and DIY oh, yeah. venues. So uh, a really a true classic. And that guy, Michael uh, Azurad is uh, mm-hmm. incredible. I first heard him. I read a doctor. I was obsessed with Nirvana when I was like 10 and he wrote a, He wrote an incredible book about Nirvana called uh, come. I think it's come as you are, which is named after their song. Yeah. And he has beautiful photography. Um, if anyone's mm-hmm. interested, he, he captured like black and white photos um, mm-hmm. And just really great, great, great photography mm-hmm. of that scene. So anyways, uh, what did you go with? You have a lot to choose. So, from, and that's I know. Well, like I said, I was like already kind of listening to, to some of these albums earlier this week. Um, and mainly uh, I was going through Fugazi's mm. kind of discography. But I didn't go with them for this. I went with... Um, <laughs> a fake out. I love a good fake out. Uh, <laughs> I was listening to but a ton of Fugazi this week. That's all I was listening to. A lot of this. Can't stop listening to Fugazi. Didn't pay. I'm not going to do it. But no, I'm going with the um, this song that was kind of the... Uh, oh, um, yeah. I know the, what you're going to say. The title. Um, there which you is go. Minute Men. Yeah. Um, the, the title of the book was like first line from this song. Um, even though it's not like the most energetic song right. in this album, uh, oh, the song is uh, amazing. It's still good though, just like in its storytelling. So we're going with Mini- Minutemen uh, History Lesson Part Two. Let's which do it. Features the uh, the title of the book, Our Band Could Be Your Life. Good choice. Me and Mike Watt, we played for years. Punk rock changed our lives. learned punk rock in Hollywood, drove up from Pedro, we were fucking corn dogs, 
go drink in Pogo. Sir, history lesson part two: The Minutemen off their classic album "Double Nickels on the Dime," out of San Pedro, California. D Boone, Mike Watt, and I can't remember the last guy's name right now. Sorry, George. Hurley. What's Hurley. that? Hurley. What's this? Yeah, his last name Hurley. Nick Hurley or something. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like we've talked about them before, and we've talked about this concept before, like this idea of a band that fits in the scene of punk but sounds different, but kind of gets mm-hmm. a pass, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like that clearly is not like a traditional punk song, but they're on the same bill as Black Flag, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and respected by uh, all, all, all those all the people in that scene. So that's awesome. Right. Bones. Yeah, that album's on SST. That's a great one. All their stuff is great. D Boone, mm-hmm. passed too soon. He uh, dies in Died. Van Axe. Van, yeah, Van Axe. 27. Mm-hmm. He was part of the 27 Club. Doesn't get mentioned in it. And then Mike Watt went on continues to do great stuff um but it but, it, it also took him a while he went into like a deep depression yeah after because they, they were like brothers huge um, yeah yeah i was reading that i remember this in the book but like that it's or maybe it's not i don't know if it's talked about in the book but in the documentary it is extensively but i think it's like sonic youth convinces him to keep okay making music and they kind of come up with a project to pull him out of his depression to get him kind of back making music again. Yeah. His next project is called uh, fire eater, I believe, um, which is some cool stuff. I have some of their stuff. Yeah, no. Uh, and that's a great documentary too. It's called we jam a Kano, which was, is there. that the one where he's driving around in the yeah. van from double yeah. nickels on a dime? Yeah. Like he still yeah. has it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cause he does that same thing in American hardcore too. Cause he's in, yes. he's a big part of American hardcore and I always get right. them too confused. Whether which one is him like driving in the Minutemen van? Yeah, no, that's I'm pretty sure the Wee Jam Econo is that, uh, and that that's a, just a remarkable, the Econo line, uh, and they really just hey. again they created that punk rock aesthetic too of like DIY, mm-hmm. like we're gonna do this ourselves. I think they're the forefront of that. But no bones, that's a great choice, listeners out there. If you're interested at all in that '80s, early '90s indie scene that created the the foundation for the American indie rock. Our Band Could Be Your Life is definitely a book that's worth multiple reads, uh, multiple reads for you. Awesome. And if you want a copy, contact Jeff. He's he got has two. a spare. I think I got two. I'm going to give him it away at this point. But yeah, maybe it'll be a lounge raffle. We haven't done one of those <laughs> there we go. in a long time. In a long time. The, uh, the, the, the drummer is George. George. Early. George. No disrespect, yeah, George. George. Of, of course his name. No, sorry, George, but of course your name would sorry be George. To, yeah, no disrespect to you, George. But uh, sorry, D. Boone and Mike Watt are a little more famous than you. Uh, oh, <laughs> no disrespect, but... I mean, it's a tr- I just tried to make fun of his name for being George. You just went there fully. He's got to okay. know that. Right. He's got to know that. I mean, come on. Like, it's... Come on. Come on. You got to... You know, you know your role. Yeah. Um, anyway. George, you're the Ringo star. George. The Minuteman. Yeah. Oh, no, hey, I love right, Ringo. George. I love Ringo. Um, I hope the real estate game is doing you well, George. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can go next. I can, I can hop in here, Rob. I'm kind of related if you, you don't want to go. No, then go ahead. You go, you go, you go. I'll close this out. So, um, 
all those books crossed my mind, like the Bandicoot of Your Life, like all the Wilco ones. But um, one small parameter I wanted to put on myself is is a book I currently, one, needed to own, but two, mm-hmm. wanted to have in the house. So Jeff, Justin, and Jesse, you, you have, haven't been to our place, but uh, one of the rooms that is now uh, my daughter's room used to be this like very expansive library. It was very it was, nice. Like, huge floor-to-ceiling bookcases, the whole situation, which we had to take out to make room for the baby's room. <laughs> so, like, Babies, uh, of course. Stupid baby. Uh, so Jelly and I had like pretty extensive book collections, uh, all wiped out. I have like one shelf next to the <laughs> records with like all my Kurt Vonnegut books and like all this stuff. So the only like music-based books I actually have in the house uh, was you probably guessed Anthology of Emo Volumes One and Volume Two. <laughs> nice. I have those two. They're, uh, they're actually really interesting uh, reads if you do like. I hate uh, our band could be. Your... <laughs> uh, but it's yeah. like. That's the idea. It's uh, Justin. I'm just if you if you like like a brand could be your life. It's like early emo stuff. It's like real emo stuff. Like um, you know the Promise Ring, uh, original like '90s Midwest stuff. Like uh, it's all like the origins of emo stuff. You know, nice. like coming out of the DC hardcore scene and all that stuff. It, it's the it's the Promise. Wait, say the Promise Ring. Is that a, that's yeah. a band? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, one of the guys from the Foo Fighters, and then you know the guys from Sunny Day Real Estate. Um, is the is the title from like the like from the idea of a promise ring? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and like I the, don't actually. Don't the Christian, actually like you, this idea yeah, like probably. you wear, you it's like a, a lot of churches do the things like youth yeah. groups. From purity culture. From what? Purity culture. Purity culture. Where it's like you promise to be abstinent, the so you just, you wear uh, this ring to symbolize it, called a promise. I ring. don't know. They're from like the same scene that like American football and Captain Jazz are. Like one of the guys that started the promise ring was in American football and hmm. all that hmm. sort of stuff. But if our band could be your life is of interest to you, they're very similar. Uh, and also started from a podcast. Um, Tom Mullen. started. Yeah, started his whole sort of like the caught it, like really kind of mm. ushered in the fourth wave of emo with uh, Washed Up Emo. Uh, super famous blog, now Instagram, now podcast. And wasn't it started, Rob? The, didn't he start it with the emo? It was like the emo nights in New York. Like in well, the- it was all kind of like all, yeah, it was emo nights in New York. And it was, then he started all these kind of like kitschy, fun websites. Like, is this band emo? You could like, oh, yeah. type in a band name. It would spit <laughs> out like, no, it is. Yes, it isn't. Um, I think he's kind of also uh, tangentially related to the emo game, which was like this okay. online video game from like early internet culture and stuff. He has become um, a little bit of a, and I don't think he's listening to this, but a little bit of like, because now that emo is big again and being talked about everywhere, he is kind of now like, I was talking about it when nobody else was. Poo, poo, poo. Yeah, poo, he, poo, poo. I'm like, all right, dude, emo. like, come on. Like, yeah. chill out, man. Like, cool. I know you were talking about it in 2009 when everybody was over emo, but like, be happy that this people are true. talking about it again. You know? I agree. But if I, yeah, I, I can also see where he's coming from in the sense that like he spent hundreds of hours talking about this thing that everybody thought he was like a child to talk about. Yeah. And now it's like, it's got two books and like they were bestsellers and like all this yeah, sort of other, you know, crazy put stuff. Out, put out through polyvinyl. Polyvinyl. Mm. yeah distributes them which is huge yeah and there's like emo nights across the country and now like oh yeah it's like a went from being sort of like this childish under uh represented under sort of like not appreciated but like scoffed at thing to like be con- being considered like a, a legitimate uh subgenre of rock and roll uh with the exception of one person on this podcast who may not have <laughs> <laughs> similar and, opinions mm-hmm. and he talks a lot about yeah, rob, rob you, go ahead justin well, what the hell is an emo night like what is 
what it was was in, in, in New York, he was playing these, he was having these big parties where he would play emo music, like in 2008, you know, five, six, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. when people thought Panic, Panic at the Disco and My Chemical Romance was emo, he would DJ and he would play uh, Promise Ring and he would play uh, App, uh, Appleseed Cast and he would play all these real emo bands for people that were still listening to emo. And he was a big pusher of like current emo bands when nobody was talking about emo. Um, or when emo was scoffed about because it was related to My Chemical Romance, which was truly not yeah. emo. So he was kind of like trying to hold the torch of like, yo, what modern, what media culture is saying is emo is not really emo. Stop calling it that. Um, yeah. He's like, I, I mean, I found out the uh, uh, Rites of Spring through like that type of stuff, you know, the Rites right. of Spring, Fugazi. Mm-hmm. Like he's, those are the, those were like his emo nights was like, he was doing essentially like DJ nights, but he wasn't playing dj music he'd play like mm-hmm. you know the first saves the day record right yeah and now um, it's become like a thing like there's emo nights everywhere yeah there's, there's emo philly there's emo brooklyn there's like they're they're literally across the country um and they're playing what he, people would consider like actual like real emo not not that the stuff that it got bastardized yeah us, like but... all-time low or my chemical romance or right 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 so so um other parameter i wanted to play a band that was on one of the volumes um and my third parameter was to play a band off of one of these volumes that wouldn't want to make justin gouge's ears out <laughs> we'll see um so i, I think all- i dude if you got a problem with this band we, we got problems i think he, um, he's probably good i'm always open i'm always open you have been open i know i'm not open i listened to any of it <laughs> you have been open i, I know but but, okay, open. but i'm just gonna say this i think the band that i picked is pretty unimpeachable um okay and also i think that they're a band that shows like what emo music could be or could evolve could have could evolve into or is evolved into um and i think they're one of the probably the most the best bands one of the uh, hands down one of the best bands i've ever seen live and two one of the best bands one of my favorite bands um but is uh a little bit overlooked uh cursive oh yeah nice. cursive. Great it's choice. one of those things that we always talk about the emo conversation they're one of those bands that get overlooked yeah um incredibly creative them. yeah we all uh, oh he yeah. yeah i mean incredibly creative uh, really genre pushing in terms of like what's considered emo or whatever. Um, even if you choose to consider them emo. Um, so I picked a song off of uh, The Ugly Organ, which is oh, so a concept record about Pinocchio. Um, fun fact. So I just picked the second track because I think it rocks and it's also only two minutes long. So um, without further ado... Red-headed, sleight of hand. Yeah. We trying to think what the second track was. No, no. I was yeah. actually, were they on, what label were they on? Were they Saddle on? Creek. They're from yeah, Omaha. I was just going to say that. Mm. I thought they were on Saddle Creek. Um, yeah. So they came out of like the other Midwest. Like yes. And they're like that, like the weird art, like that's like bright eyes and you know, all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. That's a little Connor bit. Connor Oberst, like all that yeah. sort of like, like weird. Like ar- artsy maybe. emo. Yeah. 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 I remember the, the big thing with this record is they had, a uh, cello player yeah. like on the record as part of the band and people were like you have a what as part of the huh yeah. and they went on tour and they were like they're bringing the cello player and we were yeah. all like you, you you can do that yeah that's awesome like how no, are this they is a great record this is a really really good record uh listen to the whole thing a couple of times i've thought about picking like domestica and a lot of their yeah. other stuff got, which is like, kind of like where they that's a good one um and this one's great yeah this is a great choice yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So I knew I was gonna we I was gonna belabor the point, so I picked a shorter song on purpose. So uh, <laughs> this is the second track, technically the first song. The first one's kind of an opener, uh, setting the the stage, sort of you know like minute long, like ambient track, sort of thing. Uh, so here it is. Some red-headed sleight of hand, cursive, off the ugly organ. Great choice. I love that album. I have it upstairs. Maybe I'll put it on tomorrow. J-Mac, pound sip, no sip. You're up. I would sip that. Oh, okay, good. There you go. You would like that album. It's a good album, record. It's an interesting record. I would yes. say that. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's theatrical. It's really cool. Yeah, it's like... There's, Very much so. Yeah, they're, mm-hmm. they're kind and of that, like that. That song had a very like... <clears throat> I was I was thinking about post punk music earlier today. Yeah, but very like like they do have a um like very angular dissonant mm-hmm. thing to. I'd say like that's kind of like their what differentiated them is sort of like this dissonance. They like always kind of leaned into that sort of like like uh yeah like atonal. Yeah. Like stuff. if I, I was yeah, I would kind of put it like if you in my mind if I think about kind of post-punk in my head it's like that bands are it's like oh it's like fugazi then i think like uh blonde redhead like mm-hmm, i would lump, mm-hmm, lump that mm-hmm. somewhere into that like early blonde redhead was very much like that type yeah of, so. yeah i could see that no absolutely yeah no rob great choice anthology of emo volume mm-hmm. one and volume two by tom mullen who is part of washed up emo if you follow washed up emo has a podcast <laughs> Viewed many many folks uh, in the quote unquote emo genre. Cool, great choice, Rob. Great choice, really cool books. Um, cool. I will close this out. And Rob, I'm glad you picked what you picked because, uh, and you didn't mention this uh, necessarily, but it connects to mine. The style that a- anthology of emo is in is in oral history, and so mm-hmm. um, it's all woven together by um, the artists themselves, and that is. That is actually grounded in history in one of the most famous books uh, of, of the punk rock scene, which I'm not choosing, but it is connected to the one <laughs> that I am choosing. So it allows me to talk about a number of different things. So uh, the one parameter I had was that I, I hadn't fo- fe- featured on the waxing pages. Uh, I've primarily put those mm. up there. I didn't want to feature those. If you want to go back and check those out, there's plenty of genres and styles on the waxing pages series on our Instagram, but I had to choose one that wasn't. And the second one, I was like, I would love to pick something that was potentially part of my lifetime, um, which it sounds like Justin did as, uh, as, as, as it sounds like we, we all kind of did to some degree, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. None of us went like old school history and things like that. So anyways, the one that I'm choosing is very interesting and it's a great book. Um, and it's told in the oral history. It's called uh, Meet Me in the Bathroom. And so Meet Me in the Bathroom, uh, the subtitle is Rebirth and rock uh, and rock and roll in new york city in 2001 to 2011 oh uh, 
Yes. Yeah. So it's by Lizzie Goodman. Um, and like I said, it's an mm. oral history and it's based in and it's grounded in this book called Please Kill Me, um, which is the mm. uncensored oral history of punk, which is a famous book uh, by Legs uh, McNeil and Gillian uh, McCain. So it's, it's kind of grounded in that idea of the oral history. But anyways, this is all about New York in 2001 to 2011, which uh, I, I lived there and Justin still does from 2008 to 2012. And I was not part of this scene. However, it was interesting to know that it was happening at the same time. Um, it's a really great book. It's a really, really interesting book. Um, and basically what it covers is um, the early... Early 2000s, you have a lot of change in music, right? You have Napster. You have the rise of music blogs like Pitchfork and, and others. Napster. Napster. Right? Like you have all that. <laughs> right? Um, and it documents a scene that I didn't listen to at the time and I know is huge, but also a scene I did listen to and, and still really love. So it really documents the Lower East Side, which bands like The Strokes, The Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, people like Karen O and Julian Casablanca. Um, it also talks about um, LCD sound system um, and that whole scene. It talks a lot about the DIY culture. Talk about like the bar culture in the Lower East Side and kind of that idea of like rock and roll. Um, and it covers Brooklyn. And so anyone that was uh, uh, into music at that time knows that the idea of the hipster was starting to be tossed around i think it went from this idea of scenester rob we used to talk about like scenesters mm -hmm. and then it switched yeah. over to hipster um, and it became a derogatory term however in the late 2000s like 2005 6 7 8 9 10 the second half of this book covers bands that i loved and jesse you and i have talked about listening to before justin you and i listened to at the time happening up in williamsburg in that area bands like um grizzly bear uh mm -hmm. vampire weekend the dirty projectors mm -hmm. uh and mm -hmm. tv on the radio and it's a really great book. Um, uh, Lizzie Goodman is a, she writes for the New York magazine. She lives in upstate New York. She does a great job. I read that it took her six years to do this and almost drove her mm. crazy to do it. Wow. It came out in uh, 2017. So it's a really great book. I, I uh, encourage everyone to pick it up. So I also wanted to pick someone from this book and uh, I first leaned towards like, should I do Grizzly Bear? Um, I'm not sure. I liked them. Um, but they weren't really as, yeah, go ahead, Justin. You're going to say something. Yeah. Cause I, I wanted to pass cause I'll forget it. A funny story about a uh, vampire weekend that fits with everything. Oh yeah. Said. So, yeah. um, Taylor, uh, Del Hagen, one of our, uh, friends and friend of the pod, he did TFA. He was a couple of years ahead of Jeff and I in TFA and, um, his, his roommate in, um, TFA Institute, which is the kind of the boarding school TFA that you do for the it's summer summer training. Yeah. yeah, your summer training <laughs> was uh, Ezra from Vampire Weekend. Him and Taylor were roommates. <laughs> um, no mm. idea at the time. Taylor, he was just like my his roommate Ezra at the time was like, yeah, I play in a band. And Taylor was like, oh, OK, cool. So he would teach during the day. They'd come back to where they were staying for the Institute. And then he would go to the Lower East Side and play shows. Yeah. Wow. And, like up all night and then come in and teach. And so like halfway through, he's like told to, he's like, this isn't for me. I'm going to like pursue the band thing. And then vampire got huge blows up. Right. <laughs> One of the biggest nah. things. Yeah. The entire right. yeah and numbers. that lines up like that's like 2006 or yeah. seven, which is exactly yeah. mm -hmm. the middle of, of this book. Um, 
Yeah, and Crazy so it's cool. Story. It's awesome. No, that's incredible. Uh, I, I actually remember Taylor telling us that. So shout out to Taylor if you're listening out there. But yeah, it covers everyone. Uh, Interpol um, and a lot of um, a lot of unknown names. Like typically, a scene like this, which I talked earlier, has people that are at the forefront but never get the credit. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so there's this guy like James and the Firestarters, and a, a lot of really like smaller bands that set the stage and then of course don't get as famous uh, and they talk about that in this book and there's a lot of like gossip in it ryan adams is featured in there and they kind of all hate on him for being like mm-hmm. a, a scenester who's kind of coming into it's really good um <laughs> you know at that time too like all these guys are trying are trying to be rock stars but trying not to be rock stars mm-hmm. right or trying mm-hmm. so hard to do both at the same time yeah like which caring so, i mean like yeah. very proto hipster is like caring so much but trying not to care trying right. to outwardly see like you don't care at all right yeah. and so you see that in the book and she does a great job of it and there's a lot of drama like the, the guys in the strokes like didn't get along at one point there's a lot of drugs oh, no. there's a lot of drinking <laughs> they were but, they were so dysfunctional yeah and so you kind of see that in here because the way that the narrative is like you're like oh it's like a reality tv show a little bit like oh damn like you just said that (laughs) um but anyways i'm focusing on that second half because i I really did not listen to any of those bands i I tried to get into interpol a little bit i didn't really like the strokes i respect them all now at this point for what they did for music but in the early 2000s i wasn't listening to them um but i did then start to listen to bands like grizzly bear dirty projectors justin and i you uh, Mm. we we saw dirty projectors in probably 2008 10 um in in manhattan and so we weren't far from that scene we were definitely not part of it uh, i wish i knew a little bit more of what was going on um but anyways i'm gonna go tv on the radio so tv on the radio is mm. really yes. instrumental in here yes. yeah and really like that's like when they when they start transitioning to the brooklyn side of things and talking about the diy spaces the first thematic thing was like hey over in manhattan it was like these kind of like rock stars who were trying to do like rock and like drink and party and then you had over in the brooklyn all these like nerds right like these artsy <laughs> nerds that like weren't trying Classic. to Right, like they were doing drugs and they're doing all that, but it was more like we're let's be weird and do weird stuff and like do art in these converted spaces. Uh, one story is them above like a they, a fish factory because it costs like three hundred dollars a month, but it stunk. But they were able to do their art mm-hmm. uh, and make as much noise uh, at the time. And the guys from uh, TV on the radio were were integral into that scene, and they knew a lot of the people. Dave uh, Sittek, who's a big part of um, TV on the radio, was doing a lot of producing for the Yeah Yeah Yeahs and New Karen O. Mm-hmm. And so there was that connected between um, the Lower East Side and Manhattan uh, in Brooklyn. So I'm going to go with the album that I, I, I love. I've talked about many times. I could have talked about, they had a, an EP called OK Calculator, which is super cool and early. Um, but to the 2007 Return to Cookie Mountain. Oh uh, my gosh. Mm. Yeah, it got them to be huge. I got so that good. upstairs. It's such a great record. Bones and I listened to it nonstop in 2007 when we were in Philly. Um, mm-hmm. And then it carried over. I almost went with Dirty Projectors. That um, The album with Stillness is the Move um, is mm-hmm. so good. It's, it's such a great album. Orca. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Bits of Orca. Yeah. That's that came on 2009, so again, still mm-hmm. fits into here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to go something square in the middle in 2006. So um, I love a lot of these tracks, like Dirty Little Dirty Little Whirlwind, um, all of them. But I'm gonna go with something that's live for us to watch because I also think mm-hmm. it's interesting that uh, right around this time things blew blew up so fast just into to your point like mm-hmm. for vampire weekend and others and that a band like this in 2006 got asked to play on david letterman you know like wow. these- you talk about a scene a classic example of mm-hmm. like one band made it and then everybody was like we need a band for brooklyn so like right. all of a sudden every yeah. band from brooklyn it was like a like a like a claw machine from like a like an arcade just like you 
you, 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 you know what I mean? Like they're right. all just kind mm-hmm. of like, yeah. And so, yeah, exactly. And all these bands just get big so quickly. Like literally this is their, you know, second album and Grizzly Bears first and second album gets huge. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so we're going to dive into Wolf Like Me, which is kind of the big one off here. Um, super cool. I think post-punky, indie, artsy, whatever you want to call it. And really a kind of a defining sound. I think it's a unique and singular sound that was coming out in, in 2006, seven, eight, And so, so there um, we go. Some Wolf Like Me TV on the radio off their 2007 album. I believe that's the year. Return to Cookie Mountain. So good, right? So very. That song was rocking. So good, Love right? Yeah, so I figured the live. I mean, that album, I can come back to them any day of the week and it still resonates. Um, and they really were, again, it's uh, my pick tonight was Meet Me in the Bathroom. Uh, Rebirth and Rock and Roll in New York City, 2001 to 2011 by Lizzie Good- Goodman that came out in 2017. Um, it was also interesting to me of like, that a book this meaty was dedicated to a set of, <laughs> a set of music that I listened to. Like it, it kind of was like, Oh, this is weird. Like my life is becoming contextualized a little bit uh, in like mm. academia. I was going to say that's voluminous. Like that oh, yeah. looks like two of these. Like, it is awesome. Mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend picking it up if you're, if you're into, even if you're not into the strokes in them, it's still a great read if you're into music and you're into scenes. And uh, also I didn't mention, you know, it's post nine 11, right? Like post nine 11, New forget. York you know like mm-hmm. new york city and like trying to find that identity and new york had kind of not lost its identity but hadn't had a music scene that was really as strong and in like culturally relevant uh for for a minute so i really like their um their first album who uh tv on the radio oh yeah what's it desperate uh, something desperate youth bloodthirsty babes yeah that's a cool I one really, and i think actually katie introduced me to that album um, okay we we're dating so that yeah that a bit like yeah 2004 yeah and then they have an ep that right before afterwards. that i think yeah like young liars mm-hmm. i think is the ep which is super cool um no yeah that yeah, awesome go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say so um i'll put in the chat you know yeah. their bass guitarist passes away in 2011 from um lung cancer but he um the former pastors at our church here in park slope lived in his apartment they were the oh, next wow. fa- family mm. to live there after he passed away which they yeah. kind of talked about oh, wow. it's eerie but um but yeah he was from or lived in park slope had a brownstone here okay mm. yeah no no i, I uh, gerard smith was that his name yeah. Yep. yeah yeah no and you also mentioned in there too and absolutely worth noting is the band is primarily um black black musicians um yeah and in a scene that is predominantly <laughs> which is an understatement over 
white overwhelmingly i would i would say aggressively aggressively white white. yeah um and they you know again i'm i'm so glad they get the credit they deserve for, for cultivating that scene in williamsburg um in the in the early 2000s so good stuff yeah which if you think is a really having listened to the um um damn it the podcast we were just talking about earlier turned out yeah just like how you know what what also bad brains was the punk scene predominantly Mm -hmm. you know predominantly black band um but it has a huge influence over the scene tremendous Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, yeah Awesome. So there we go, fellas. It's our book night at the lounge. We were all curled up in a corner of the lounge, flipping through pages, spilling book beer club. on our pages. Book club at the lounge. <laughs> of course, there's many, 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 many more books about music out there. Check out Needle Groove Lounge for some of the ones that we've featured over the last four or five months. And then, of course, share any other books that you feel like highlight music in a way. That we would enjoy so there we go folks we'll see you on the other side at the last call thanks for tuning in ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the needle and groove lounge we hope you enjoyed our music book segment in the last round but here we are at the last call serving up new music album reviews we did our most recent one on havasu by pedro the lion we've got burial tonight and then maybe we've got one of my choices which i'll save for for later but it wasn't predetermined i just was breaking the rules um but anyways before we get into it let's talk about the beers that you're putting up or putting down tonight at the lounge uh rob why don't you kick us off Zero stars for Logsdon Farmhouse Ales, their Italian Pilsner. Oh. Overcarbonated, just exploded all over my emo anthology book. Oh, oh no. So, no sip for this beer. That's Zero so stars. emo, just filled beer yeah. all over your book. Yeah, I, I, che- <laughs> <laughs> I cheated and had one last night. They're not very good anyway, so fuck this beer. <laughs> oh, okay. That's wow. good. I don't think we've ever had really, like, I don't like this beer come up. So, that's no, good. No, I think one time. Before. Italian peel- yeah. They made an Italian pilsner, and clearly they used their like their house farmhouse yeast, so it's all sorts of fucked Ooh. up. Yikes! Yikes! Well, yeah, but uh, I got four of them, and they cost like seventeen dollars. So I'm gonna drink. So both. you gotta drink them. You gotta drink them. Sorry yeah, about they're that. They're also canned back in August, so uh, oh. can't fault them. I can't fault them for that. They sold them across the country, but I can't fault them for them recarbonating and overcarbonating in the can because it's a fucking lager. That's Rob's coming hard at the beers tonight. The, the beer text, he came hard at that Italian pills. Yeah. On the no, he did. Fuck that, fuck that Topo pills. We can say that on the podcast. That's such a mark. You guys want to talk about how bad the brewing industry has come. Like we brew it in Italy, ship it over here, fuck it all up, and then we dry hop it in America. Is that what that is? It didn't say way, much though, about it. The only reason I know, Mike, uh, I had a friend uh, that purchased them. Uh, it was thirty dollars for four of them. Yeah, that's no, cool. four oh bottles. I think. And if I if I remember correctly, that was the gimmick. It's like the original Italian pilsner, but they brew it in Italy, uh, and then ship it over here, and then it's dry hopped on over here. Interesting. Okay. Well, I believe that won't be. Oh, featured. Let me look that up. Then you can cut that out. No, that won't be featured because I won't go and get it at the spot that <laughs> I get it. So, well, Rob, I'm sorry. Don't enjoy that beer. 
I hope it hope uh there you go uh jay bones what is going in your mouth tonight i am (laughs) i am drinking a beer that you uh, left for me look at that finally makes its way to bethlehem i like it yeah jeff when jeff came up last weekend he uh he dropped off (laughs) we got double notch (laughs) The Here same, we go. Same beer. Double yeah, notch. Jeff, Jeff brought some up, so wow. now I'm gonna have to order some to get to get shipped personal personally by uh, Rob to Bethlehem. I know. We were talking about that. I was like, "All right, he's got to do it. He's coming in PA." So we get, yeah. we get some good. We get some good ones coming up uh, in March. Jesse, trying Wait. to think if we have any good IPAs coming up. Mm. Well, there you we go. Do. Well, I have I have uh, the standard too, which is a twelve degrees Plata, which we've talked about Plata before, four point four. Uh, beautiful, beautiful logo on this too. Whoever designed mm-hmm. these logos, they did a <laughs> they did a fine good job. Might be the best. Ooh, breaking damn news good right job. Here. Yeah, by uh, the World Beer Book just voted one of the best beers in the world right there. The standard. Oh. Camera's uh, World Beer Book, the standard in our Black Lager Cherry Pivo, voted uh, by the beer writers who make that book uh, one of the best beers in the world. Hot off wow. the presses. There you go. Congrats. The standard. That's awesome. That's great. Good stuff. Well, I'm enjoying it. It's kind of fun. The Jeff Glowick Best Beers in America <laughs> gives it a top <laughs> score. Boom. Okay. Boom. Uh, J Mac, close us out uh, since I already went. I just went. Oh, that was a loud one. Love it. Got. um. Five bro, sorry, five borough brewing company. Mm. Um, they're down in um, down in Brooklyn, South Brooklyn. They're near uh, Industry City, um, okay. but they're they're a cool brewery. They make really solid beers, um, and they we used to go a lot have a very big industrial not big they have a, a nice industrial space it's never really crowded um haven't really been since the pandemic um but they're oh we took our when she was a baby um and sat outside i remember that that's when the first place that opened up outside where you could like drink outside but it's just like on the sidewalk <laughs> but anyways um they were one of the first breweries to be newer breweries they opened up fairly recently um and one of their, they didn't do a, like a East Coast IPA to start with. They went mm. with a traditional West Coast IPA and it's still one Love of the it. better West Coast IPAs out there. Um, and it's just called their West Coast style IPA. You know, there's no, <laughs> there's no name. It's just what it is. Um, there you go. Yeah. But they, they don't usually can it. It's usually only growlers or in the brewery the grocery store that's close has been expanding their brewery i'm sorry their their beer yeah um and they they had them so i i I grabbed some awesome yeah great you'll enjoy that well cheers boys um as you're even putting those up or putting them down um so here we go so uh folks if you've been following along we're switching things up just a little bit we like to keep things fresh for you all uh we're doing album reviews to some degree um as uh as i've stated before 
we uh, we all listen to albums. That's our main form of listening to music. And uh, the last call isn't set up to critique or dissect albums. We hear a song often for the first time, and we have to on the spot uh, give a critique. And that's a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong; that is a lot of fun. But for music lovers out there, the album format is truly where you find uh, the music that you love and that you spend time with. So. Uh, Generally, moving forward, one of the fellas has to pick an album um, a week ahead of time, and then we get the week to really listen to it and spend some time with it and come with our pound zip and no sip and then scratch the, a little bit deeper uh, than just the surface after the first listen. So um, we're going to start. Uh, Rob is back, and uh, he chose for us Burial. So, Rob, I'm going to pass it to you to give a little bit of context. And as we started to share is if you could not share any of your opinions on it, but really just give some factual uh, components of who Burial is, a little bit about the album. Um, it can be potentially what it, you know, what it's about, similar idea with Havasu, if that makes sense, but try to be as, uh, as a, a objective as possible. Because um, then at the end, you'll be able to give your pound sip or no sip, because that's also a part of it, listeners, is we're not saying that we love this album. We're just saying, let's together, boys, listen to this and then come come with our with our critique. So, Rob, I'm going to pass it to you to give our listeners a little history on Burial and talk a little bit about why you chose Burial um, and go from there. So you're up. Yeah. Uh, so Burial um is a uk came out of the we've I talked about it a few times on this podcast sort of the uk late 90s early 2000s dj scene um and um sort of widely credited with sort of pushing those genres a little bit like um depending on where you read and who you talk to like whether this is a good thing or not credited with sort of like creating dubstep as a genre mm-hmm. which Similar emails sort of like become this other thing and morphed into all this other stuff. But, um, you know, has worked with uh, Fortet, Tom York, Massive Attack, sort of this, um, like if you were into these sorts of things, uh, he was the person you listened to. Uh, sort of like an insider's, uh, you know, like uh, Jeff, you talked about it in your last segment, like, the bands that influenced the scene but didn't really make it themselves. I mean, Burial is like, you know, he's out there doing stuff, yeah. but um, sort of been eclipsed by his more popular um, other people in the genre, but like widely respected, highly influential, um, uh, really sort of groundbreaking and always sort of like doing something different. Um, just this month put out uh, two songs with Fortet. Yeah, I saw uh, for a new EP they're coming out with. Yeah, um, which is that. a little bit more sort of in tune to the drum and bass garage uh, stuff that you would normally associate with someone like Burial. Um, but in the beginning of 2020, he put out this sort of more ambient. Uh, I guess you would call it found sounds sort of EP, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, what we listen to Antidon, which is kind of. He's always had this sort of, I think the thing that has made Burial so influential was sort of like this ethereal, ambient sort of undertone sort of all of his stuff with yeah. this sort of beat making stuff interlaced in. And Antidon was like, what if you take all of that beat making stuff out and it becomes this sort of like, I don't like think piece almost, found sounds, interesting sort of uh, sample based stuff with all of the stuff you associate with, like sort of the 
uh, a lot of ethereal vocals, tweaks, mm-hmm. um, uh, tape sounds, all of this sort of stuff. And he's um, done stuff like that before, if I if I read correctly. Like, there's been like hints at it, and there's been songs that are similar to this. Yes, style. but he's never committed to like a. It, it's always. I think that's the thing that we has made burial so influential was like sort of combining all of these things into making it more than just dance music. Right. And more, yes. and, and more, like more than just dance music and more than just sort of like, like weird, Eno esque electronic music. That's sort of like unapproachable right. ambient, like sort of how interesting and weird can I make this? Yep. 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 And I think burial is sort of like the intersection of a lot of that sort of stuff. Or has or can be in a lot of his things. Um, so this was like the first EP in a while that he's sort of committed to like, let me just see what I can do. And it's a lot of samples and it's a lot of uh, overlapping vocals and overlapping samples and matching stuff together. Um, and I just, it was early in 2022 and I thought it was an interesting EP. Um, also, it's four songs in almost 40 minutes long. 40 minutes so it's long, not necessarily... Yeah. So it's not necessarily mm-hmm. something that fit. It's something that I really enjoyed and, and wanted to listen to, but it's not something that would fit like the format of like, here's a song, yeah, judge it. Cause it's, it's something that like takes time to ingest yep. and listen to where like one, I'm, we can't, we're not going to sit through a 12 minute ambient track <laughs> to rate and review. Right. It's something you can kind of take away and like go for a walk in the woods or like go for a bike ride or like, do some work or whatever and like let it be part of like yeah. what you're doing. And it was, um, so I thought, I thought as we were transitioning to this is a perfect fit for sort of this new thing we're talking about. Doing. Yeah. Correct. Correct me if I'm wrong too. It's one of the longer, yes, it's still an EP. He's put out two albums. Uh, I know untrue is one of his real like essential ones in 2000. That's like the one. Yeah. 2007. And then he has a self-titled one potentially before that. And he's put out some like singles and EPs, but they're all shorter. So this is really kind of, for fans of his to hear, you know, roughly 45 minutes of Burial's music, you know, for the first time in almost 14 some years, 13, yeah. 14 years. Um, and it was, was, was pretty exciting for Burial fans. So cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, like most UK artists, like, yeah, or like most art, like electronic artists, you know, it's a lot of singles. There's very rarely like a, a record. Right. Like, right, two, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. Few and far well, between, but you Awesome, Rob. Well, let's do this. I know there are some longer tracks. If you want to just highlight something from us that resonated with you um, from the album, whether you want to pay a, play a portion of it or, uh, or what have you, let's do that. And then we'll let the boys uh, give their album review. Cool. I'm going to play a piece off the uh, third track called New Love, um, which I think exemplifies a lot of the stuff that uh, is interesting on this record is there's like a lot of... Um, like the vocal samples are really interesting mm-hmm. and there's a lot of um it's a great uh headphone record where like there's a lot of uh panning and there's a lot of sort of like stereo mm-hmm. stuff happening in the left and right speaker like there's a lot of like tape clips kick uh, like clicks of the you know like him pushing a tape whether that's engineered or real or like records being with the needle dropping on the record sort right, of like, right right sort of like scratchy stuff in the interim um so I'm going to play just a piece of uh, this uh, track, New Love. I'm going to start it at about two minutes in.
Awesome. It's four minutes. New, new love, burial off the 2022 album, Anti Dawn. Awesome boys. Let's dive in. Bones, let's start with you. So, as you see fit, either start talking first and then close it off with your pound sip or no sip, or hit it straight on with the pound sip or no sip, and let's hear your thoughts. Sorry about that. Um, All right. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely some ambient type music that I can get into for sure. Um, like I can definitely appreciate that genre and subset. Um, this album didn't do it for me though. Uh, I have to give it a no sip. Um, I just found a lack of direction or like I, I need some melody, uh, not, nec- sure. not necessarily melody, but at least some sense of like a catch in a way. Um, and it, this one just didn't unfortunately do it for me. I mean, um, I can appreciate what they're doing, but just not, not my style. Sure. So. Sure. Sure. There you go. Bones hitting it with a no sip. He's not, uh, he didn't come back to it, listen to it, but didn't come back to it. Uh, and not sure he's going to. Awesome. Thanks, Bones. Um, J-Mac, let's hit it up to you, brother. He's taking his beer. Ooh. I'm surprised by this. Solid nice. sip. Solid sip. Given a solid sip. The reason I'm giving a solid sip is, is it an album an everyday? No. And I, I, I don't think anyone thinks that that. that no, is. it's not Cheerios right. with the kids, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very, like, I am in place. I think my favorite moments of the album are the minimal minimalist vocals and almost like um they're not almost they're like chants um in a ways with the organ. I really dig partly because at the same time I've actually been listening to um uh the last two post um Sorry, the last two albums that were released by Alice Coltrane, mm. which are um, Kirtan and World Spirituality Classics, which are both tape tape recordings of her doing yeah. um, like prayers and meditative chants. Um, and they're just re- like when I'm at work, there's something I can put on the back or when I'm up at like 530 getting dressed, just me sipping my coffee. I kind of like to put it on the background. So I'm just like doing stuff. It's kind of a meditative process in the morning. Um, and so I was really into those albums lately. I, I really love the World Spirituality Classics. And then their Kirtan came out last year and I just didn't pay attention to it very much. But this fit in with that kind of mold of meditative um, background kind of music just put it on and it's there while you're doing other things so yeah that's yeah. a sip I'll, I'll, I'll and even when hearing it again through headphones in this setting yeah. it, uh, again was kind of cool to listen to the first time i listened to it just kind of out loud totally yeah awesome j mackin with the sip for the idea of it being at a time and space cool yeah awesome and rob i also thought it was interesting um kind of going into my review a little bit the part that you chose was really the only kind of percussive part of the whole 45 Mm. minutes which i thought was interesting um and i I i'm curious to see if if, did you pick that on purpose because that's one of your favorite parts where like there it's a very muted 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 percussion but it's the only time yeah but it's the literally the only time that there is a kind of uh you know any sort of backbeat of any kind right of any kind no i i I was like oh i I noticed that 
that on the album. And I was like, oh, that's cool that Rob picked that. But um, I am going to go next. Uh, yep. Pound Town. Wow. Yes, sir. I'm going to pound, and here's why. And this is different than how I did it with Earl. With Earl. Um, I listened to this as a critic of electronic music. It was like tried, the hat mm. that I tried to put on. Right. Okay. I, I don't listen to too much electronic music. Like, I, I'd say like I know a fair bit about it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to wear this, the hat of what I know Burial's world is. Mm. And when I did that, I realized like I also love what it made me do as a listener. And Rob, you mentioned this earlier. It made me be patient with an album. <laughs> it made me listen to it repeatedly. And once I did that, there was like a beauty to it. And I got adjusted to kind of like, for lack of a word, like the glacial pace of it. Like it's a slow album. Oh, it is epically slow. Right. But even the for more, an ambient record. Yeah. Right. But I think again, like if I'm talking personally before I get into the actual songs, I was like, wow, like I like that I have to listen to this in my car. And then I went home and put it on my headphones and I put it on the speakers and I put it on again and again. And every time I listened to it, there was something new and revealing there. And there was a beauty to that. Um, because I know that was his, that's his concept. Rob, you hit on all that. And I know a little bit about burial and I, uh, Rob, you hit this. So I was like, am I either going to get a beat heavy club ready burial <laughs> or a <Yeah>. sparse <laughs> soundscapes and eerie burial? And I got the second one, um, which was fine. And so it really reframed for me what it means to listen. Like Rob, you already mentioned it. It's a headphone album. And then I started getting into some of the sounds like, all right, what does he want me to hear? Um, and really this idea of like visualizing what the sounds are meant to convey. And, uh, it was hard. Like it's not, it's not optimistic. It's not pessimistic, but that's kind of like the time we're living in right now. Like it's like this like very neutral time in this eerie mm. soundscape. And in his liner notes, he writes, um, he wants to tell a story of a wintertime city and something beckoning you to follow into the night. Right. Mm. The result is both comforting and disturbing. Right. So that's like, that was his attempt. Like I want to create something that is that. And if that was his t attempt, he succeeded. He succeeded. Right. It, it yeah. is, it is what it is and it's right. good at what it is. Exactly. And so that's <laughs> the like, way. I, yeah. It's like off putting, right. but also like, I'll keep listening. Exactly. Like every time you're like, Oh, okay. Like what is this bullshit? And you're like, Oh, that was interesting. Exactly. And you're like, Oh, that kind of was cool. And you're like, Oh, okay, cool. And so I looked at it like that, like it's cinematic in a way. And like, you know, I started to think of it as a, as a, like, you know, theatrical is not the right thing, but like, what is, he's trying to convey something with sound and those feelings I am being, those, those feelings that he wants to convey eerie winter time are being evoked as I'm listening to it. And so um, I think he did an incredible job. Um, and I'm just portraying, even portraying like what our society is right now. Like there's a sense of optimism, pessimism, and like all of that together comes out. Um, yeah, and like, I, I guess I, I'll go to a movie, I think. Right. Sure. And like, you know what I mean? That was kind of in that. Like J-Mac, you hit it. Like some of the vocals are a little beautiful, but then you get like the, you get these eerie sounds that just like pop in and out and create this discomfort. And, and that's what life is right now. It's like this like search for comfort in a discomforting world. Um, so yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, am I going to listen to it every single day? No, I haven't. It's not the first thing I went on, but it, it's a kick-ass uh, like ambient electronic album that conveys a message and sounds that I think is, is, is incredible. And how he was able to tie those all together like, is great, right? I try to put myself in the driver's seat. Like, I don't know if I'd be able to convey that, you know? Um, and, and that he was able to is pretty beautiful. So uh, yeah, there we go. Burial, Anti-Dawn came out january i think it came out rob you said it came out in january 
mm-hmm. uh, listeners check it, it was, out if you're into it yeah came out like right after the beginning of the year i'll give you the exact date in one second awesome cool there we go rob thanks for keeping the tradition at this point the lounge has reviewed uh have a suit by pedro the lion uh earl sweatshirt oh, oh we did earl yeah we did earl sweatshirt um and then and burial um good stuff boys good stuff uh let's keep it going let's go with j mac or, or bones and then we'll come back to my kind of like weird review which i'm not sure to what degree everyone has listened so um but yeah, let's uh, let's go to Bones or, or J Mac, and then I'll 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 go either after one of you or at the end. Bones, aren't you? You can go because I went first last time. You All both right. saddled up to the microphone like you're about to say something real quick. <laughs> I was nervous. I was like, <laughs> let me let me. Let me oh, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. You, I got I got shit both, to say. But. You both shimmied up and you you both did this. You both went. Oh yeah, it's Ooh. business time. <laughs> right. I'm ready. I'm sitting back. Uh, <laughs> let's do it. All right. No. Um, so yeah, I I felt like I needed to um, I felt like I needed to turn up the volume a little bit. Okay. Feel like we've been playing some soft <laughs> stuff lately. Yeah. So all right, all right. We need to start turning up. So I started like diving into some. You better play that. Oh wait, metal-ish. let's just pause because that's another great Bones quote. I think we had like, am I into that right now? I can't so. I can't say so. Now it's. I felt like we needed to turn up the volume a bit. <laughs> am I into that? I, mean, I honestly you better, can't say that I am. Like you better play that metal shit I put in the chat. Oh Jesus! <laughs> right. Ooh, that record was good, by the way. It's, yeah, it's good. It Hell was yeah. good. I listened uh, to that awesome. a bunch. But yeah, I uh, so I was diving into some like metal stuff and came across yeah. this uh, Jesus. Yes, group, yes. which which is which is almost like in uh in the blood menace realm uh oh, okay. oh, Jesus. The, the group Maybe. i love when jbug goes but, metal can we make a whole compilation series called jbug goes metal which yes. is a playlist of all jesse's metal picks but um you know you know how you know how rob pre-pounded my uh my kernel track two weeks ago Yep. I think Rob is going to pre-pound this one because it features vocals. The the group is called Vain FM. This song is called yep. Here Not Fiction. It features vocals from Jeff Rickley of uh, I've already listened to this track. Thursday. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> really? Wow. The boys are at it tonight. Way out of respect for Jeff. <laughs> but uh, this, this is from an upcoming album of theirs. Um, but this Justin. song... You're going to love significant portions of the song and then hate like a <laughs> solid chunk of it. Real solid bad. Chunk. But, but for the most part, you're going to love it. It hits right off the, <laughs> right up, right off the bat. VFM's been around for a minute. It, really? pulls at, yeah. it pulls at my metal heartstrings. Right. Yeah, and, then, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and then takes them right away and then kicks your metal feet right out from under you. <laughs> All right, here we go.
Fear and Nonfiction by Vane FM, featuring Jeff Rickley of the legendary band Thursday. Bones, is that a single that's forthcoming, or is uh, it already out? They released, they released two tracks from an upcoming album. Uh, it's going to be released March 4th. Robin, you uh, said they've been around for a minute? I never heard of them. They've been around since 2012. I should have mentioned in the opener, Haverhill's finest, Jeff, North Shore Natives. Really? Vane. I believe, if I'm remembering, so they used to be called Vane, and there's another band called Vane, so they became Vane FM. And, uh, I believe they've, uh, I, I, I became familiar with them uh, through the Lowell, Massachusetts, UMass Lowell scene, like North Merrimack Valley. Yeah, the Ant where they're from. Yeah, for for those folks not privy, the Merrimack Valley is like northern Massachusetts by the New Hampshire border. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, these folks very much uh, uh, orbited in the same scene that you know all the bands that I played in after college did. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Haver- Haverhill natives. Haverhill natives. Mm. Haverhill natives. Uh, Rob, well, then uh, why don't you uh, give the old startsky? I mean, I pre-pounded, so I'm going. Is he post <laughs> pre-pound and a post-pound, pre-pound and a post-pound, pre-pound yeah. and a post-pound? Okay. Anything else you want to add to your uh, poundy? Yeah, I mean that song rocks. The song's cool. I will say that uh, I hate to say this, but the the Jeff Rickley part might be the worst part of the song. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. It's cool. Like if we're if we're gonna turn up that volume a little bit, that intro. That's you know, what I'm you all want. about a good intro. That <laughs> right. intro like hits you real good. That's what you Seriously. want. That's what you want. That's what you want. Okay. Okay. Daddy J Mac, uh, what are your thoughts on this one? What are you uh, What are you thinking about? He's going for the beer, or is he going for a shot? Is he still drinking the whiskey? Or the world? No, sir. No, sir. Whiskey slowing it down. He's got a big flight tomorrow. It's only three hours. That's not a big flight. <laughs> hey. Solid sit, little sit, baby sit. That was a baby sit. That was a quick sit. Baby sit. That's barely a sip. It's what... <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Screamo. Too much screamo. Mm-hmm. Did, I, you, did I nail it? The, the fellas yeah. know me. You know me. I mean, you yeah. know me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's. I'll listen again, but it sound like Mars Volta made love to corn. <laughs> and then put out an album with the slap with the slap bass and the um, I didn't know no, no. and then the and the and then the vocals in that one part the drumming was awesome that's just redeeming like the drumming he likes the drumming yeah, I did like the drumming cool that's cool. why that's why that's I'll why. I'll listen to the, the I would like to hear the whole album I think also metal is sometimes mm-hmm. hard to hear one song well anything we've talked about yeah. that but yeah we talked about that yeah yeah okay we don't make t-shirts with quotes but I also think that should be on that what it sounds like Mars Volta made love <laughs> the corn just <laughs> <laughs> so good I actually want to start a band that wants to be that like that yeah, would be was. incredible too but that yeah. was that was every band of of anybody in the town that I grew up with. Oh really? Like in high school, yeah. everybody was trying yeah, to sound true. like Mars Volta or like, mm-hmm. like a like rap core type rap thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to be like hard, but also like weird and interesting. Yeah. Which yeah, is exactly. like <laughs> just turns out to be like poop. It's exactly. never that interesting <laughs> or hard. Right. Yeah. Um I'm torn a little because <laughs> I do at the core like like this music. I'm gonna give it a solid sip. 
at the yeah, screen, Jesse, I, at the Jesse, screen core. Jesse, screen I'm gonna core. I'm gonna come clean now. I, I admit I uh, I threw in that behavioral fact just to see if I can get Jeff on your side a little bit more. I know. Don't get me wrong, sure. Rob. You know, like I love yeah. or, or bands like Orchid. I mean, there, there's no vein if there's if Orchid bands that right. are records up yeah. there that my cousin was part in that I listened to and like when that sound was being created. I, I think that stuff is really great. Um, just a little bit more uh like uh not i wouldn't call this like your style of like hardcore though yeah mm-hmm. and again if like this this if i'm gonna go for that sound there's other things that i would go to first mm-hmm. rob you, you've yeah. said that many times they're like oh like i don't need another of that in my life right. i can just go to some of like the albums i used to listen to if, if i want to scratch that yeah if you're if you're scratching mm. that itch it's not the one you're gonna but use. a lot of fun like super fun like uh bones when you come over on saturday we should put that on and like tear up tear it up <laughs> just, like mosh with each other sure. something like that. So, yeah awesome all right cool yeah. um no thanks bones there we go we got vein fm two songs off an upcoming album good stuff good stuff j mac do you want to go do you want to switch gears back to like our album review or you what do you want i'm ready for whatever Okay. Uh, why don't I go then? We'll just kind of like go All back right. and forth then. Just go back and forth. So uh, I sent you guys what I'm going to do. I don't know to what degree you all listened to it. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. Um, I went with uh, an album that I've been into for a while. I found it um, randomly on Bandcamp, just going through some of the stuff, found it uh, and, and found this guy, Robert Stillman, who I didn't know much about, who has put out a bunch uh, uh, of albums and uh something about the cover just like i was like oh that's interesting the album's called what does it mean to be an american so i was like that's cool let me click on it uh robert stillman is an expat he grew up in the northeast i don't know exactly where he grew up in the northeast uh and has been living maine. uh upstate maine someplace awesome yeah I, I i didn't find that for whatever reason but he's been living in the uk for about 10 years and he's just been thinking about this idea of an american identity his passport is still uh he has a u.s passport and so he uh he conceives of this album um which is seven tracks and uh he writes an album that focuses on that and there's some cool lines in in there if you read his band can about being born in america and kind of coming to terms with an american identity and revisiting it while being uh overseas um yeah so all of that so i thought it was super cool so i listened to it and i, I would keep coming back to it we keep coming back to it and slowly and slowly and then uh aquarium drunkard which is a, a you know a publication i know we all love they did a feature on it where uh jason woodbury who's a big part of aquarium drunkard and, and another guy kind of talked about it and i was like oh yeah that's right that album let me go back to that again and ever since then i've been listening to it on, on repeat uh there's so much there um, there's so much and it. it packs a lot of punch in, in, in the 45 minutes that it does and covers a lot of ground. And so I think it's a really great album. Um, so I'm kind of going to share, I already kind of, I'm telling you guys ahead of, this is not an album review. I love it. This is, uh, I think it's great. Um, so I want to hear what you all think. And again, it is to me an album's album. Uh, it was tough to pick a track because each one conveys a different part of the message that I believe he was trying to convey. So I'm going to go with one that I probably would have picked uh, had I done this um, without telling you guys. Uh, one that I think would have grasped your attention to some degree. So I'm going to go with track three, which is self-image. 
Um, this album is mostly instrumental. The first track, which is eight minutes, uh, has uh, vocals uh, that it's featured on. So I'm going to share a self-image, and then I'd love to hear your thoughts, whether you listened to the album or not, and where you landed with the pound sip or no sip for the album and or just this song. So here we go. This is Self-Image by Robert Stillman off his January 2022 album called What Does It Mean to Be American? Self-Image by Robert Stillman off his January 2022 album, What Does It Mean to Be American? I thought that was a good choice. It highlights a lot of the different elements, many different elements from the album that I that I enjoy. So uh, let's start. Uh, J-Mac, let's start with you. This is something I'd usually send you, and for whatever reason, I just didn't. Um, and so I was curious to hear what you thought, uh, if you listened to the whole album or not. Um, I don't know what you got. Ooh, a gulper, a gulper. I hear, I hear the gulp actually on that one. That was a good gulp. You liked it? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, cool. Okay. I like, I like the way it starts with a little vocal track, and then yeah, you don't get any more. It's gonna actually connect to what I'm gonna play. So, um, yeah, I dug it. And that first track is cool, right? It's kind of got like a, um, you know, not to be like trite, but like Brian Wilson type like melodies, and like he layers the vocals a little bit, and it's that meditative piano. And I heard, first heard that track. I was like, all right, okay, eight minutes of this. And then the rest of the album transitions, but it, it fits to the whole to me. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. And then there's like yeah. that, there's some free jazz stuff later that I really thought was like adds a kind of twist to it, which I thought was cool. But, yeah. Yeah, I would say like, that's kind of, I mean, this week, that, this week the theme for me has been like, oh, this is the focus of what this album's supposed to be. And it's good at what it is. Yeah. what it's supposed to be sure 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 um, yeah awesome uh rob go ahead reaching for his beer is it the beer oh there he goes oh slowly sipping solid sip oh a little sip a little sip a little sip um i did listen to the whole album uh a couple of times and then i also for extra credit listen to a couple of the other Robert Stillman records. Yeah. Um, Cause I was like mildly intrigued. Um, and I was on a walk with the dog and Henry. So I was just like, well, let's just keep it going. You know, we'll just uh, listen to that record. Let's listen to another one. Um, and I don't know. There's a song on his 2019 record reality. Okay. Which kind of sums up my feelings on that record and this record is uh it's called sticks are very beautiful which i'm like uh, uh, okay <laughs> like sure sounds good yeah which like I, I i feel like that's kind of the way i felt about 
like what it means to be American. I was like, okay, like this sounds cool. Like Self Image is undeniably the best song I think on the the whole record. Um, I just think it suffers a little bit from like his composition style, which if is to be believed from what you know what he writes about himself is like mostly improvisatory. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It just seemed a little, except for the with the exception notable exception of self-image like uh a little directionless so it was cool like i, li- I like a lot of the yeah his ideas and the stuff and the groove in self-image is really really cool and i like some of the stuff but i was kind of like like yeah like sticks are very beautiful like sure okay yeah, yeah like, it's i haven't listened to it didn't, much of i didn't dislike stuff. it or not like it was like white bread it was like all right, all right cool i dig it but yeah like yeah, sure, sure. And I guess that makes a sip. See, for me, I think the thing that I would disagree with is, yes, it's improv. It, there's a lot of improv on it. But I think this album as a whole had more of a direction in terms of like the first song is, I mean, he writes lyrics to it. So it's not necessarily an improv song. And then I think even the songs like, um, you know, the, t- the, the title track have a clear like anthemic, theme throughout them like he has a melody and then he surrounds that with like some improv like the crashing symbols and sounds on it to create that kind of like tension between the two things so that part to me was like yeah sure that's like improv but he clearly has a melody line and a through line that he's practiced over and over which i liked like it wasn't just like a straight on like all right this is just a full-on improv album well yeah i guess i guess i guess we don't have to like debate this enough but like when i'm i guess yeah for sure absolutely I, I totally agree with what you just said um but what i meant by improvisatory is like the song the structure you know what i mean like clearly like he sure. found a melody and he was like cool that's the melody for this tune and that's yeah. what we're gonna roll with yeah for this but just felt like after that sure, like the structure like, of it right, like, yeah which, yeah which yeah, part's like, gonna come next and which part's gonna come here and yeah sure yeah like this is the stuff that's gonna around surround it like i i it wasn't by no means like a free jazz record where there's like yeah, no yeah, melody, yeah. no nothing where yep. it's kind of like cool like this is clearly like i've been practicing with my clarinet or whatever you know what i mean like my saxophone I'm like cool i got this melody got done this part. and yeah. then the rest of it we're gonna build it as we go awesome um and that's not to say, like, if it came out, I would be like, oh, turn this crap off. And that's the point. I think I that's exactly, good. yeah. That when I was like, I'm choosing this album because I think it's fucking awesome. But I know if I choose this song, I'm probably going to get at least a sip or above because this is, the, this is a great <laughs> song. But as a whole, I could see someone not liking this album. I could definitely see even one of you guys being like, oh, I, I only listened to this once and I didn't come back to it. And that's literally why i sent it i was like this album rules to me and i want to get the real and authentic version of it so i'm glad you shared that yes yeah self-image is definitely the, the groove the baseline is awesome oh like the you, keyboard line and you probably you might have pounded to that had you never heard it before like and, that, and that's literally my point um is yeah, why, yeah. why i sent it so awesome good 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 thank you thank you thank you good for sharing uh bones go ahead so you you said in the text to pick any track that we wanted so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go with the first track off the album, which is uh, oh. Cherry Ocean. Yeah. And I was listening to it, and I was like, this is, this is going to be a no-sip. Easy. Easy no-sip. You didn't like, like that song? I didn't like that song. It was a little too slow, droney for me. Uh, I, I'll just I didn't try like to turn it. Up the volume this I know. Week, I, mean, I love that, that song. Down on him. But then 
like I kind of wrote it off. I was like, yeah, no sip. All right, fine. Whatever. Move on with my life. And then I revisited like a few days later. And I was like, all right, let me, let me try again. Let me see what the other tracks are like. And found myself digging it more and more that I listened. Uh, I love that like kind of avant-garde like jazz style. It's like funky with some samples in it and stuff. So uh, for that, I'm going to give it a pound ski. Pound into it. I didn't think Bones would pound to it. Okay. I was hoping you was going to say, I came back to it. Then it was still shit. Shit. <laughs> <That's> shit. <laughs> that would be I great too. To it, and it was uh, even I, worse. I kept coming back to it over and over again just to abuse my ears. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and fuck that band. Yeah. Right. No, that's yeah, cool. Like, yeah. Like, like we mentioned before, like some of the like bass lines in there are just killer too. Yeah. It's awesome. Um. Yeah, I feel like he he incorporates like a lot of different styles in there. Not. Yeah, that's true. Like. Shit. But like, I mean, the last song samples. is like an acoustic song. Like the no, yeah. no, no good old days is like literally just like a, a kind of like a kind of like an acoustic jam to some degree. Yeah. And, yeah. and that track you played almost had like reggae vibes to it in a way. Like, yeah, some would like stuff. have the echoing like drum beat, almost like the steel yeah. guitar ish. Yeah. Um, yeah, like so, some dub stuff. Like, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah cool. exactly. So, yeah, it was cool. I dug it. Yeah, it was a good album. Sweet. Yeah, cool. Awesome. All right, boys, there we go. Thanks for indulging me in my uh my little mini album review there. Cool. J Mac. Close us out at the last call tonight. Oh. All right. Are you turning the volume up? I'm I'm keeping it where it is. <laughs> I'm keeping it where it is. Can you also clarify where that volume is? Because uh, it's in the Jesse in the- turned it up. Jeff it brought it back. Right Jeff down. brought it down, but if it was up and you brought it down, then it's in the middle. It's in the middle. Okay, it's a fifty. It's at fifty. It's a yeah. it's a it's appropriate um, volume. <laughs> so I'm gonna feature a band or talk about a band that I was loved. An album that they put out in 2020. It was really what I needed right in the middle of the pandemic. Um, and that's actually been kind of a theme for this week. I, I text you guys about, a, a, we were talking about documentaries, but I watched a pretty cool documentary um, this, week, this week called um, Ingrediente. Um, oh, yeah. A Restaurant Uprooted. But basically, it's about this guy, David Beckman, who is an American, similar to what you talked about, Jeff. He's an American. And then he goes to uh, the Baja Peninsula um in mexico and opens this restaurant that's all farm to table it's literally he goes to this lady who owns a ranch and it's like i want to open a restaurant and she's like here she's like we don't have a space he says all i all i need is a tree and so basically he opens this farm to table restaurant it's all outdoor cooking literally under a tree if it rains they just put up tents everything so he kicks it off dude has a michelin star is killing it and then boom the pandemic hits mm. oh, and he damn. for three months still cooks one meal a day for everyone who worked at the restaurant every farmer who sent produce to the restaurant every fisherman who sent fish to the restaurant to keep it going so it's kind of the story i'm going to be honest 
the documentary had me shook because it was it was very triggering because it took me back to like wow shit was really shut all the way down Damn. i think now it's kind of mm. what yeah, you know, yeah we're yeah, only yeah. two years removed but to think about like what it really was when like we were afraid to go outside in new york yeah, city i wouldn't even like lick a dog right. bag to pick up my dog's poop because i was like i'm gonna die right yeah <laughs> it, it was like it was like crazy right like i'm not it was it was Dude, yeah yeah and, I remember... and the fact that everything was like oh yeah two weeks two weeks yeah and this kind of talks yeah and it's two years right and so anyways i was i was thinking about that um the documentary is beautiful you should watch it anyways because in the end they kind of come out of it um as a restaurant but um and just thinking about the restaurant industry was probably one of the hardest hit industries um and we all love food you know i didn't have a job for 18 months right yeah yeah and and so it, it took me back and i was thinking about I've been listening to this band's newest album, which I like as well. And so I wanted to feature them. It ties into what you talked about, Jeff. Um, not that it connects to what I've been talking about, but it was something that I was listening to in the hardest times of the pandemic. And I feel resonates right now in where we are with it, which is um, the new uh, Modern Nature album, which is Island of oh, Noise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, good um, choice. I loved their album, Annual which came out in 2020 that I was talking about. Yeah. Screw you, Pitchfork. Pitchfork gave it like a six. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about, Pitchfork. They gave annuals uh, a six, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Did they review the new one? Yeah, they gave Island Island of Noise, which is the one I want to talk about, is their new one. Um, they gave it a 7.8. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought I but, saw that. But it kind of ties into what you're talking about, Jeff. It's... Um, and it ties into themes of the UK scene that we've talked about. This is a, um, an album that has both jazz, but also folk, um, which ties into yep. kind of what we've talked about in the UK jazz scene with like hip hop and club music and mm -hmm, like these mm -hmm. emerging, but we haven't really featured a lot until tonight with what you featured, Jeff. Like there's this, I think what you've, the album you talked about, there's a folk element to that album as well. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think Modern Nature is quintessential that you get yeah. some experimental jazz but you get it's very um sea and cake to me i don't know if y'all ever got oh yeah i remember that Ooh, band. Sure. yeah that's a good throwback to the 2000s yeah so it's very like that kind of like vibey yeah. melodic mm -hmm. um kind of folky in some ways but upbeat um but sure. this album is cool in that it um it features I don't I don't know a lot of their stuff, but uh, Evan Parker, who is like a yes. well-known free jazz artist in the UK scene, older guy, like in the 60s, he plays on the album. And then um, Alexander Hawkins, who's also a jazz pianist, um, plays yeah. on the album. But the uh, the Jack Cooper is the kind of the the guy who is the the main guy in the group and um this newest album is a is a concept album which is based off um the tempest by shakespeare um which in the tempest is a majority of the of it takes place on a remote island so he took this idea and it's like i want to create 
my own kind of remote island sure. um, with with music so um and then there's kind of like a uh visual album that um or video uh kind of documentary that goes with it that i'm going to play so i'm going to feature it's actually two songs in one but they lump them together on the out on the uh, uh video and i think it's important because i think they tie well into the sorry tie well into the on the album as well which is the first track which is tempest and the second track which is dunes Excellent. Modern Nature off their January 2022 album, Island of Noise. I think that's Tempest and Dunes, you said. Right. Awesome. Let's, uh, let's hear from the boys. Let's start with uh, Jay Bonius, Psychedelic Bones, Basement Bones. Jaybug Photography. Um, Man, most nicknames in the game. Most nicknames <laughs> in the game. Going that's for right. it, Bones. Um. Yeah, that first track, I was not into. Um, <laughs> Bones is like, not feeling anything minimalist and like uh, no. vibey, no, no vibe. But I mean, no like, vibe. No first vibe. track sounded like a, a a shitty rendition of the Mandalorian theme. Oh, wow. Whoa. Justin, you better be ducking because J-Bug's fired shots over there. I love Mandalorian theme. Damn. I, lo I love it too, but that one was like a shitty bass recorder. Wow. <laughs> version of it. I just Ooh, not into that. But the second track, Dunes, that one. I loved it. I thought Sucked it even more. So, <laughs> so because of the because of the second track, I wouldn't listen to more. So I, I'm actually gonna pound it. What? <laughs> yeah. Worst opening track I've ever heard in my life. Dude, he basically just cut your balls off and handed them back to you. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I mean, and, and sewed it up. If he's he ever listens to the album, he's never going to listen to the first track. Know, always always started with track two. Like, this is, this is oh, yeah, that's pointless. And just started on, track two. Honestly, you could. Kate, the first time Kate, I was playing the house, Katie's like, what kind of animal mating calls? <laughs> oh man, no love for the. That's a good. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good description too. No love no for love the. For Evan, Evan Parker and his experimental saxophone. <laughs> it's called. It's called circular breathing. Look it up. <laughs> Rob, you're up. What do you think? Pounding. Salt sip. Oh, that's salt sip. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So. 
I hated the guy's vocals. Oh, the vocals. <laughs> Everything into the microphone. Like he, was, he was ASMRing us. He was ASMR. <laughs> Ruining very good songs by pretending that he can sing. Did not enjoy his vocals one iota <laughs> at all. I I thought they sucked. Um, the no sip. Speaking, speaking of uh, whiny dudes, that guy just pretending he's reading from his leather Bible. Um, no, but the music was super duper cool. <laughs> wow. Like the, the rest of it I can get into. This might be the most like harsh critique. <laughs> We got we got Mandalorian, <laughs> like just like I'm just, I'm just I was just surprised from a man that that that, that uh, does not like uh, whiny vocals ha- has a guy that's like uh, talking on the phone Those in vocals- Starbucks like like he's trying to take a business call online while he's ordering a coffee. Um, that's not he's not whining though. There's no whining in there. It's you can you can argue that you don't like the vocal. That's not whining vocals. No, I just did not enjoy his vocals. I thought the music was really, really good. I would listen to the rest of that record. <laughs> and I All enjoyed right. the first track, actually. <laughs> I think you would enjoy it. You would have enjoyed the first you track. You would. No, no, Which... no, it was a really good record. I was just, I, I, I'm being, uh, I'm being, <laughs> I should send to the boys. Funny, but uh, his vocals weren't that bad. Um, I wouldn't have found it. I just, I, I took I a couple the, of hot shots. I shouldn't have. The... I was being cheap and petty. No, I think the vocals are to me are inconsequential to the rest of the music. They're they they're just, there as, yeah. as a texture, but they don't. I wish they were. Here's the thing: is like I I would absolutely agree with you, Justin. Um, but they put them a little too upfront to be mm. a texture. I see what which you're was from a mixing standpoint, which is always like, do I do we get that granular? But like, yes, were they a little bit more back in the mix? Hundred percent. Did they become a text? They become a texture, but like they were sitting on top. And I was just being a dick. Um, <laughs> it was a good record. Please listen to it. It's good. As you guys were talking about that, I just sent you our good friend. Shout out to Nick Brecken. He, oh, I haven't listened musical, to this yet. A musical genius. He did uh, a cover of the Book of Boba Fett post-rock version. Yes. Uh, so This is great. Should, should we play this on the pod? I think... Uh, Absolutely. I think we, we, we can play it rights free. We we don't have to. We can play the whole thing too. I don't think yeah. Nick's gonna sue us. Absolutely. Uh, I think let's do this, J Mac. You, you, you're the way, it right now, but I'm gonna make it happen as we sit here. Um, has yes. everybody, have you, give your give your review first, though, Jeff. What you, my what, review. What are you doing? In the- oh, I am aware of modern nature. I am a. I've. It's tough because I'm thinking now. I put I put the album on and I've listened to it and I I haven't come back to it. I think it may not have been the space that I've been in. So I I'm gonna pound it. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight is off the rails. It's mayhem at the. I'm lounge. gonna pound it because I've put it on. I just think I put it on when my headspace wasn't right for it. I was like, oh yeah, I've known this album. I know of Modern Nature. Blah 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 blah. I follow them. I listened to the album before. And when I, I just like didn't come back, other stuff I listened to, but then listening to it now in my headphones, just like fully, solely focused on it, has me be like, all right, Jeff, go back and listen to that album because uh, that song was really great. So if I'm going off that song, I uh, really love it. I'm like, oh, that's great. I should, I should like it. If we choose this as an album review, I'd like to come back to it because maybe I'll just sip to it. You are a very confounding person. 
You just no sip Pine Grove like three weeks ago because you were in that headspace. But this week you were able to step out of the head. I'm just well, I love, I love Pine Grove, actually. Rob, we talked about that. It's one of my favorite albums. Me and Bones are going to see them in a couple yeah. of weeks. Um, <clears throat> he, did, he didn't know sip Pine Grove. No, there was another thing. I forget. That it no. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm totally... Uh, I'm going to pound to it just because that, 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 those songs were great together and I just need to go back and listen to it and they're great songs. Yeah, to your point, I've gotten the most into those albums when I'm driving upstate or back and Katie's falling asleep. You know, she's supposed to be the navigator, but falls asleep. So then, (laughs) and the kids are asleep. So then it's just me and the album. Right. So that's just you and the album. Yeah, exactly. Um, Boys, do we want to give this song a listen for the heck of it or no? Let's do, let's do a live review of Boba Fett. Has, has everybody finished Boba Fett, by the way? Yes. Well, no. I have. I watched all seven episodes. Ooh. Yes, Katie and I watched it. Yeah, I liked it. Um, you, loved it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, no, lot, no complaints. There's, there's a lot of hate coming at it originally. and like, Of course there is. This Star Wars thing. I mean, Mandalorian is better, but oh, for some reason it's not. I mean, I, I, you know how Mandalorian is better? Because two and a half episodes of Boba Fett were Mandalorian episodes. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Those were those were cool episodes. Ah, oh, dude, it's not coming through for us to listen to. I sent it to really? my Gmail. It's on, is it because it's on SoundCloud? No, I, I sent it to my Gmail for it to come through. I don't know if I'm just not. Let me, uh... Folks, this is well, the New just... England Groove Lounge. This is the last call. Uh, we listened to four tracks. <laughs> we're trying to get it. We're trying to sneak a fifth in for you, folks. Uh, let on. me see. Let me let me see if I hold on. Jeff, see I if got someone can pull it up. Hold on a second. Yeah. Let me see if I can. Uh... It's only two. Nice. Here we go. Boom, boom, boom. Here we go. Let's see if this comes through. Share screen. Oh, you got it. Right. There it is. Everybody oh, here? nice. Okay. Yeah. 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 Let's do it. Yes. You good? Oh yeah.
Yes. I don't know if that's making it to the pod, nice. but I can do my thing. No, that's Nick Brecken. Nick Brecken is a musical genius. Yes, the vocals are sampled. He took the sample of the vocal. It had to have been sampled. That's like yeah. the exact thing. And then he, he put the guitars and drums and everything over it. What about the, the, the horn, like the French horn? I don't know. He uh, might have resampled that because it sounded fresh. That's a French horn line in the theme, but it sounded mm-hmm. resampled in the sense that like, he probably re-recorded it to have it yeah. be. And there, I'd also like to note that he has two children and a full-time job. How do you find the time to do that? <laughs> and his full-time job is doing that. He works for like Google and all like <laughs> ads and audio for ads and everything. Mm-hmm. But Nick Brecken, if you're out there listening, I just texted you. And said, uh, unshare your voice. screen, son. Oh, oh yeah. am I still sharing the screen? You are. Yeah. You what are. a fucking dope I am. I well, there we go, folks. I don't know if that made it to the pod, but we're closing out the last call. Good stuff. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Um, <laughs> it don't matter thanks again for tuning in to the show we hope you enjoyed it we hope you add a few books to your book collection and you enjoyed the songs that we aligned to those books and of course we hope you found some new tracks from the last call we also hope you enjoyed that little additional piece shout out to nick brecken in his brilliant musical mind that was a pretty cool song that we added at the end again check out needle groove lounge on instagram and please hit up our band camp for that gospel mixtape rare gospel funk soul a little disco a little reggae risen a gospel jukebox out now give it a purchase add it to your collection We'll see you next time at the Needle and Groove Lounge.